The first language Julie Sedevi learned was Czech. But when her family moved from Czechoslovakia to Montreal when she was still in preschool, Julie immersed herself in French and English. As she started preschool, English became the dominant language in her home, despite her parents' preference for Czech. When her father died a few years ago, Julie realized how much losing that first language had also made her lose a connection to culture and family that's woven into the words we speak aloud. Julie, who grew up to become a professor of linguistics and psychology, wrote about the science behind first languages in the current issue of Nautilus magazine. In her article, The Strange Persistence of First Languages, Julie writes, Losing your native tongue unmoors you not only from your own early life, but from the entire culture that shaped you. You lose access to the books, films, stories, and songs that articulate the values and norms that you've absorbed. You lose the embrace of an entire community or nation for whom your family's odd quirks are not quirks at all. You lose your context. This connection can be devastating. Julie took the time to talk to me on the phone about her history and her article. Julie, can you tell us about your parents and your relationship to language as a kid? Yeah, so, you know, my, my experience as an immigrant is extremely typical. Um, I came over with my family as a small child. Uh, I was two when we left what was Czechoslovakia at the time, now, now the Czech Republic, uh, the place where we came from. And kind of th- we threaded our way through Europe for a couple of years and then landed in Montreal when I was four years old. Um, so I was introduced to English really at the age of five when I started kindergarten. Um, and like many immigrant kids, as soon as you start schooling in English, English just takes over um, the family life. And especially, you know, in a family where there were eventually six children in the house. Um, so we spoke English with each other and that just kind of dominated the conversations. So was there ever a conflict um, about the language that you spoke at home? Like, do you remember what it was like to come home speaking English when your dad spoke Czech? I don't know that we experienced a conflict. For us, it was really a, a gradual transition. So there was absolutely a time when, especially my father, he really never did um, feel comfortable speaking in English or French, which was uh, the other major language in Montreal. So he would almost always speak to us in Czech, even into adulthood, and we would simply reply in English. He would protest. He was disappointed. It was clear that he was disappointed that we were less immersed in the language than he would have liked to have seen us. Um, but, you know, it, it, beyond that sense of disappointment, it, there, we didn't really have fights about it in the family. It was just kind of a gradual seamless transition, and I suspect that that's true in many, many families like ours. Do you remember what you thought about your first language as a kid? Like, did you think it was cool to be able to speak Czech, or was it seen as dorky? <laughs> uh, you know, it um, it just kind of felt increasingly useless to me as a child. Uh, so, you know, the only interest my friends at school ever had in Czech was in they wanted to learn how to swear in Czech. And unfortunately, my parents never, ever swore. And to this day, I really can't swear competently in Czech at all. I know in theory what the bad words are, but um, I can't use them in the right contexts. So I wasn't really able to oblige. Um, and, you know, my friends quickly lost interest, and that was that. So I never had the sense that they thought it was cool that I, I knew a language like Czech. 
And um, it just kind of faded into the background and became something that I didn't anticipate using. I think the historical circumstances kind of added to that. So when I was growing up, um, you know, the, the country, Czechoslovakia, was still behind the Iron Curtain at the time. My family had left uh, the country illegally. We had defected. So there was no possibility of going back. Um, so unlike some immigrants, there were no, you know, annual pilgrimages back uh, to visit relatives. For all we knew, we would never set foot in that country again. Looking back now as a professional linguist, Julie, what do you think was lost when you stopped speaking your native language? I, I didn't realize what was lost until well into adulthood. Um, I think, you know, many, many young people are so focused on their future, you kind of um, orient in that direction. Especially as an immigrant, you realize that your comfort in the new country is going to depend entirely on the success of your integration. That's a pressure, you know, that, that exists, I think, every day, whether it's one that you're conscious of or not. So it kind of pushes you away from your original culture in, in a very powerful way. Um, but I think for me, um, my father's death was uh, a huge event in the realization of feeling regret for my disconnection from my culture. So he died very, very suddenly without warning. And he was really the last person with whom I had spoke Czech. And it just kind of hit me that, um, you know, along with his death, I had lost this occasional experience of speaking in a language that I thought I didn't value very much, but all of a sudden it felt like a real loss that that would be gone from my life. Um, so I think that was the time when I started to really think about um, what I had given up and, and just letting go so easily of my native culture. And a lot of that is wrapped up with language. I think um, the sense of loss came from realizing that when I spoke in Czech with my dad or heard him speak Czech and answered in English, it did somehow um, come with a richness of memory that came from my childhood. So the lack of Czech in my life was almost like a silencing of a, a certain part of my life, the very early experiences that I had. Um, you know, there's really interesting research that suggests that the language that you retrieve memories in, you know, that you, that you build up associations that are connected to languages. So, for example, if you ask a bilingual person to, re to talk about their childhood in one language as opposed to another, they'll be likely to retrieve those memories that occurred in that particular language. Um, so I think the loss of Czech for me made some of those memories feel more distant, like they, they were less connected somehow. Are there some specific words or phrases in that that change dramatically for you when you say them in Czech versus English? Yeah, so, well, some of the big ones are actually the words that you use in referring to your parents. So um, Czech has these words maminka and tatinek, and they're used even by adults. They're very, very affectionate words. So they're, they're words that take on the diminutive form. So Czech has these little endings that you can tack on to names um, that kind of create a sense of intimacy or that are used as, as diminutives. Um, but it's very common for, you know, even 
pe people in their 50s and 60s to refer to their parents with these very soft, affectionate names. You don't really see that in English. Um, you know, children will say mommy and daddy, but then when they grow up, they say mom and dad, and that doesn't have quite the same relationship. So uh, the absence of, you know, once we started to refer to our parents as mom and dad, that immediately uh, takes away some of the softness, some of the affection. Um, and for me, that was kind of emblematic of the way that language affected our relationship with our parents. I think that the fact that we spoke to them in English generally, which was stripped of all of those really early tender childhood memories, um, kind of created a bit of a distance between ourselves and our parents. And, you know, that's even amplified by the fact that the very words that we used to, to refer to them lacked in English that, that softness, that tenderness. So what, what do you call your mom now? I do use the Czech word, yes. Yes, so um, I, uh, I do now insist on, on talking to my mother in Czech as much as possible. Okay, so in addition to your personal experience, of course, you're also a linguist who studies language. Can you tell us about how the science uh, about native languages impacts our identities? Yeah, so there's a, a, a pretty quickly growing body of literature that's looked at some of the effects of language loss. It's pretty clear that there are a real consequences of losing a connection with a native language comes with many of the Aboriginal communities around the world. So this has been seen in Canada, in the U.S., in Australia, uh, when people have been separated from their native languages um, as individuals and certainly as communities, uh, that tends to correlate with, um, you know, a lot of negative effects. So, uh, for example, one study in Canada and British Columbia found that there were much lower rates of youth suicide in communities that had preserved their native language. Um, an Australian study showed much lower rates of um, alcohol abuse and violence in communities that had retained their Aboriginal languages. So it, at, at a larger scale like this, it really does seem to, uh, to be connected somehow with a sense of well-being. Now that you've gone to the Czech Republic and relearned your native language, how does that impacted your identity? I feel it's been huge, actually. Um, so... You know, for one thing, I discovered that the language actually came back surprisingly quickly. That made it really easy for me to feel reconnected to my culture and to be able to um, have conversations with people in a way that I never would if I was learning the language fresh as an adult. But it also, I think, reawakened for me a lot of these latent memories that were associated with Czech. So since I've come back, you know, I feel that... Um, uh, in a sense, I think what's one of the effects has been really interesting to me because uh, I feel more deeply connected to the Czech part of my identity. But in doing that, it, it's actually made me feel more comfortable in my North American identity as well. So I feel somehow more at home here because in a way I've been able to put my finger on the fact that you know, identifying why there's been sometimes a little bit of discomfort in my relating to people here in North America. I have a, a framework for that now, and I have an alternative, um, just an al al alternative viewpoint, I guess, that feels more coherent to me. 
So it's almost like I can kind of switch perspectives a little bit more readily because that Czech identity is more fully formed now. Linguist Julie Sedevi's article, The Strange Persistence of Native Languages, is in Nautilus magazine. You can follow her on Twitter at Sold on Language. Thank you.